Have you ever had a moment that shattered your best laid plans? Yep, shit happens. You're lost and not sure how to pick up the pieces. Discover a higher level of results when you join the Fab Five as we take you on a weekly adventure shifting you beyond your best plan. We reveal how to elevate your mind, body, and spirit and create a harmonious life. The Fab Five is passionate about making the world a better place. Through sharing our gifts, talents, and stories, you'll obtain the resources, strategies, and tools you need on your journey of healing and growth. Step into your authentic self, moving beyond your best plan. Welcome back to Beyond Your Best Plan. Thank you for joining us. I'm here with the Fab Five ladies. I've got Kathleen, Whitney, Claudette, and Catherine today. And we are talking about Damn Girl. Where have you been hiding? Where are you hiding out? Are you hiding in the closet? Are you hiding underneath the stairs? Are you hiding in the basement? <laughs> There's all kinds of places that we hide. And one of them is within ourselves, right? And how many of you out there have really just kind of settled back and not put your best self forward in a situation? I know that I have in the past, and I know that I've been asked to step up in the past as well. And that was me obviously hiding in the background and not bringing my best self forward. So I guess where you've been hiding conversation might really start off with who are we when we show up? Or who are we being when we're not being our best self and what kind of things are going through our mind? When I reflect on me and myself not showing up and who I'm being in that moment, most often I find that if I'm asking myself the truth, it's really about fear. I I think that would be the core of what's driving everything else. And then that fear is, am I fearing being rejected in the moment? Am I fearing being made fun of in the moment? Am I fearing of actually shining too bright and turning other people off? Have any of you guys ever experienced that? I totally have. This is Claudette. And you know what? I hid for years, actually hid for years. I was always spiritual and I always, you know, had this other side to me, but every time I would start to let that side be made known, I would sometimes get rejected, sometimes, you know, feel like I was being judged and that type of thing. So I, you know, going back, I don't do this now, but going back, if you even look back 10 years, People that knew me 10 years ago may not recognize me today. You know how we're always growing, expanding. But I had such a fear of being my authentic self that I would downplay myself. I would, you know, I would sit there and I would say, okay, this is too much for someone. Let me just blend in. Let me just pretend that I'm this and not this. And and it, it all came from fear. It all came from fear. And it was a journey of me going into that fear, getting the truth about what I believed about it and what caused me to do it. And I realized something, though, and this is a lot of what I share about reality creation. If I have a fear of judgment, I will be judged. 
you know, if I have a fear of rejection, I will be rejected because we're so powerful. When we send that vibration out, the world mirrors it back to us. And it wasn't until I began to understand that and step out of it that I experienced less judgment, less rejection, and I began to be brave enough to be my authentic true self. And, you know, I remember when I came out on social media, just really starting to talk about what what my beliefs are and how I wanted to share a message to help others. I had one I'll say friend in quotes because I believe a true friend's not going to just dump you because you're growing. Excuse me, but I had one perceived friend go, you're fake. I don't even know who you are. And, you know, I had another friend that had witnessed how I was showing up in front of this one girl. And she was like, no, this is how Claudette's been forever. I've known her since 1998. She's always been spiritual. And the other friend was like, you just make me sick. I I can't even just have a good life. And she just dropped me. And it was because I had stepped into being my true self, you know. Um, So I have just stepped into that. and, And it's such a better situation. So, yeah, that was my journey. And now I don't experience that rejection. I can totally understand where you're coming from, Claudette. I mean, if we picture ourselves in, let's say we're in a room of like 30 people and you're kind of on the outskirts and you're feeling those thought patterns of, well, I don't know if I can go over and talk with that group of people because... I have a story about so-and-so in that circle and that if I go over there, they're going to just stuff their nose at me and maybe not appreciate what I have to say or, or appreciate me even coming over and wanting to be part of the group. But it's exactly what you said, Claudette. It's when we go over, I started that feeling. I started that energy and that experience by stating all of that in my head before I ever got there. So of course, when I show up, What's going to happen? Exactly what I set myself out to experience. However, if we go at it and actually want to mirror something, and then I mirror, I go up into the group and I find myself being curious about their conversation and being curious about where they're at in that moment and being curious about who they are and mirroring their responses and their emotions and their experiences in that moment, it takes away all of that power of the rejection. And so I I really buy into exactly what you're saying. And I love that you use the word mirroring because it's when we can mirror others that we can connect with them. Then it's no longer about us. It's about them and they start to react different because now I'm connecting and caring about them in the moment. So many different ways that we can either shrink or rise in the moment. And it can just be that simple. I I agree with that. And, you know, if you show up authentically without the fear of expecting to be judged or rejected or not understood, there's a lot of fears around that. Then you start to experience, have a better experience you know, around people, it's pay attention to what you expect, because I would expect people to judge me. Therefore, they judged me when I quit expecting it. And I actually said, I have grace and understand everyone. Therefore, everyone understands me. It's just a belief. It changes the vibration of it. You know, someone may say, well, Claudette, not everyone's going to understand you. That's not realistic. But when you have that belief, the vibration of that grace 
is in that relationship and it just creates a better, it creates understanding, you know, in grace. So we are that powerful. And you just, when you start to come out of hiding and living in your truth, whatever that looks like, you don't care as much what vibes you're picking up from other people or not either, because you're living in your truth. And at the end of the day, that that is really one of the most important values, I think, or principles to live by. I had a, a challenge for a, really since childhood of speaking my truth. I mean, I would literally get pain in my jaw from not. And so like, as I came out of hiding more and spoke my truth, but doing it in ways where it's from love, it's from the heart. I literally, I had, do not have jaw pain anymore. I can remember like the pressure. And when you, and I remember I was at like this coaching retreat a few years ago and, and a lot of stuff was coming up for me during this experience, this long weekend. And there was a healer there and I was just like, had all this pressure in my jaw. And she said, you know, one of sort of the roots of that is from not speaking your truth. And here you are speaking and it's coming. I mean, it was like insane pain. And from that weekend, really, I can't remember a time where I've had that same jaw pain and I really have made a conscious effort and to, you know, speak what's on my heart, speak my truth. And it's been a, a real conscious process of working at it because it's, it's uncomfortable for me. I mean, I get, even get uncomfortable every time we do this podcast, right? I get those little, it's good uncomfortability, but you step into it. So like a tool that I use is I know the feeling that's sort of uncomfortability and angst. And that's kind of like my indicator that, okay, there's something here to step into, right? And consciously do it. And it's usually around having conversations that are uncomfortable. And so I'll write, I'll do some writing first. I'll get, because sometimes if I try to do it off the cuff, it won't come out right. Or it's like just, so if I am having an important conversation where it's really important, it's always important for me to communicate with love and make the other person feel cared for. Like, this is why we're having the conversation because I care about you so much. But all right, I understand the conscious because I listen to the vibration my body gives me. Like, this is uncomfortable. You got to go there, right? And then I'll write some things down, make some bullet points, get my thoughts clear, and then I'll enter into the conversation. And the more you do it, you sort of like build that muscle. You Just like when we train our muscles in fitness, the more you step into these these areas where it's uncomfortable, you come out of that hiding place, the easier it gets, the more you grow. I failed at it too. I've pissed people off. I failed at it as well, but I keep working at it. And, and I don't care as much what people think anymore. I, I still have those moments, but it's not as intense as it once was. I think for me, the time that I remember hiding most was there seemed to be this like convergence of failure happening in my life. And I don't know if it was something that was spoken over me or where exactly it came from. Partially, maybe it was a consequence of some actions that I took that quite honestly, I shouldn't have taken. 
but it started with the failure of my first marriage. And sort of in that same time frame was failing in school. And so up until that time, I feel like things came relatively easy to me. I wasn't always the best or the fastest, the prettiest, the this, the that, or whatever, but I was always winning, right? I was always there. Things were always working for me in flow. And then I, in this relationship and in this marriage, and before we got married, my mother took me out (laughs) to dinner and she's like, don't do it. And I was determined to you know, do what I wanted to do. And she said, you'll never, she called my ex-husband a chauvinist. And she said, you'll never be who you are capable of being with him. And I'm pretty sure that that stuck with me and the marriage failed. And I had a conversation with my father afterwards and he wanted to say, I won't, I, I won't say I told you so. And I'm like, then don't. I'm not really trying to hear this. It's over. Let's, you know, it's kind of like, let's move on. But the marriage failed. I flunked out of school. I had this, like my first attempt at being an entrepreneur and that failed. So I, there was just this period of time where it's like, I didn't want to see anyone. I didn't want to want to be out there. And it took literally me like moving, right, as a part of the process to like start fresh, to start over where no one knew me as I was in the background developing the tools that I use now, working on my mindset, surrounding myself with positive people who were supportive and loving and encouraging and the path that started with my relationship with God and and accepting that I had value, that what happened in that marriage wasn't a reflection of me, right? That I didn't need to take that on because a, a lot of it was I felt like I wasn't worthy as a woman, that my husband did not want me. And therefore, that was a reflection of something about me. And it absolutely had nothing to do with me. And so getting to that place where I was confident in who I was and what I was doing, the things that I wanted, that I was worthy of attention, not because I was pretty or smart or anything, but just because I was, right? That was worthy of love just because I was, not just romantic love, but from friends. And and as that started to really resonate with me, I was able to push off the shame. and, And my hiding was about the shame of failure. And so I started remembering all the things that I had done that I succeeded in. And the more I just sort of sat in that, the more the failure stuff went away. So I love that, when, uh, Whitney, because it just leads me to so many things as I was reflecting on this, con- this subject and listening to your stories. I realized that I hid in plain sight often. 
I showed up in masks most of my life. And so I think that's how we hide a lot is that we create this mask and the mask for me was confident, driven, you know, like, don't mess with me, bullshit, you know, like, and, and it was like, in, I was successful in many ways. And yet inside, I was still empty. So I think oftentimes we hide in plain sight. And when I started to stop hiding and started to remove some of the masks that I had created for myself, it started when I started, started going through cognitive thought therapy and really started to work on my own judgment. As you mentioned, Sarah and Catherine, I think all of us mentioned, all, everyone's mentioned judgment. When I started working on my self-judgment, my shame and all the stuff that I carried. And when I finally left my third husband, uh, <laughs> I could laugh about it because it's just like Christ. Well, whatever, I'll leave it alone. But <laughs> I love that you laugh about it. It's so, it's just, it's just so good. You know, it's, well, I mean, it shows you where you are, you know, yeah. your growth and your awareness and how awakened you are. It's not a bad thing. It's nothing to judge. You know, it's funny. And I love that you laugh. I love it because it did take three strikes as uh, (laughs) my sister mentioned earlier in this little comment, but it took three strikes for me to actually step into, okay, what am I repeating and why? And to get back to the story where when I started to take the mask off, my third husband, I left, I was a lobbyist. I was in the government building, like there's all kinds of stuff going on. And it's just like you're in in, in a cafeteria in high school. Like everybody thinks they know everything about what's happening with you and they know absolutely nothing. And there's judgment and gossip and all kinds of stuff. And I had a friend or I thought was a friend who was a fellow lobbyist and was a fellow fellow legislator with me as well. And she'd known about our challenges with my husband and I. And for a while, she just kept ignoring me, wouldn't address me, wouldn't look at me. And finally, I just approached her and said, you know, called her by name. And I said, could we just have a conversation? I would just like to have a conversation in the cafeteria. Well, she stands up and proceeds to scream at me like I was like this monster. And the things that she said are not worth repeating. And in the past, (laughs) the mask I would have put on (laughs) would have been taking her by her throat and putting her up against the wall (laughs) and, and responded in the same way. And this time I chose not to do that. And I, I'm sharing the story because I think it's just another approach of how we're, we react instead of respond in life. And for me, I chose to say, wow, this was not what I expected, but I wish you well. And turned around and walked away. Now, when I went back to my office, my body was shaking. I was like in a space of, but I knew that I didn't want to respond or react like I used to. So I think we we just show up with masks and that's how we all hide. And that's a very different kind of confidence. And even though you say you walked away and you were shaking, whatever that energy was that was continuing to resonate with you, that you handled that with a very quiet confidence instead of a bravado confidence, maybe a a feminine confidence rather than more of your masculine side and the way that you normally would. And I would say that I've experienced that same thing where there were times in the past where I would have been kind of like in your face, you know, with a reaction. 
that I am very much more likely now to respond in a quiet way, not a passive way, right? Not passive, but quiet, a quiet assurance, mostly because I know who I am and I know what I bring to the table. I know my value and worth and I don't have to be over the top or out there in order to make a point or to assert who I am in any particular space. And so you're right, it's a mask and there are, I love the way you put it, just hiding in plain sight. It so encapsulates, I think, the, the whole topic. And Wendy, I just have to just respond to that because I, you brought up a really good point is that I didn't respond in a passive way. I responded with respect for self. And then when I went back to the office and still had the energy going, I wrote, I screamed, I hiked. Like I did a lot of (laughs) self-reflection, a lot of inner work because had she walked in front of my car, I really am glad that that didn't happen because honestly, that, that there was so much inside me about like, there was just so much that I really had to do a lot of work around it. And so I didn't go back and hold it. And, and I just wanted to make sure people knew that, that there's ways to work through the energy that was still there. And I did a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, it's removing the mask. I can totally relate to that, Kathleen. I mean, it is, it's this next level of consciousness and being clear of the vision of how you want to hold yourself and how you want to show up. I used to be real, like sort of hot tempered too, right? I mean, I would have grabbed her by the throat as well, you know, however long ago, right? But that's just not how I am going. That's not the vision for my life, how I'm showing up for people. That's just not, but it takes work, right? I mean, it is this next level of consciousness of getting out of that because that's just protection anyway. And that's just us being people are mirrors for what is going on inside of us, right? That is a perfect teaching moment. And you grew from that. You know, one of the big ways that I came out of hiding that a real big way that sort of opened up this sort of Pandora box of, of all these different areas for me to work from, you know, speaking my truth. I'm not worthy. I'm not enough. What will they think is my startup that I'm working on fit district. I mean, I came up with this idea about a decade ago and I was sitting in a lot of turmoil for many, many years. I mean, I started, I really started going after it for real, for real, making it happen three years ago or so. I mean, I'm, I'm sort of losing count, but we're so close. But anyway, but for good five, six years or whatever, I was doing the planning work and, and all that and, and strategizing and business planning and, you know, research and development. And I was doing things, but I wasn't fully going after it. And I was living with so much turmoil because I was making up all these stories. I'm not enough. What will they think? It's too much. All the what ifs, the fears, right? And I was stuck in that story, although I was still doing productive things. I was still stuck in the story and wasn't fully going after it. And I had so much turmoil in my body about it. It was like, and that just made the story worse because I was hiding. The stories, the thought patterns were worse because I continued to hide. And so 
and I know I say this on a lot of our shows, but our bodies always tell us, it gives us signals. And when I started just taking it one step at a time, day by day, going after it, like looking for spaces, talking to architects, just starting to put one foot after the other, looking for financing, talking to people about raising capital, building out the deck and the business plans and doing all the things that it takes. It's just like, it was like, I just started coming slowly out of this, coming under a rock hiding place and more into the light and feeling more and taking day by day actions. And here I am very close to um, settling on the location of my dreams for our first location. So it's like, it's a process. And and when you start to just sort of come out, I, I keep thinking, having this vision of like coming from under a rock and like just slowly coming out. And it's been a beautiful journey of getting to like dig into, you know, these things that were holding me back from fully going after it. So it's like you come out of hiding and you just sort of, I have just sort of uncovered all these things that are helping me improve day by day. It's scary, but it is a beautiful process and you can feel yourself sort of start to bloom as you come out of the hiding spot and taking off the masks and releasing the stories too. Man, the stories in my mind, woo, releasing those as well and turning them into stories of triumph. Even if it's like the having one of the hardest days ever, it's still these stories of triumph where I'm going to keep going no matter what, no matter what. And whatever happens in this, you know, coming out of the hiding place process, it's all good. And it's all for my benefit, even if it doesn't feel so great in the moment. I love it, Catherine. Thank you for that awesome share. And I think you're right. You know, we're either hiding under the rock or we're wearing the multiple mask or we're in the closet, or we're just not engaging, right? You know, and it can be as simple as, are you looking up? Or are you looking down when you're in public? Are you using your ability to smile and say hello to someone and ask them how their day is going? That's simple. That's showing up. Not looking at the ground or paying attention to your cell phone. Show up in the moment and be with people and be present. Taking the mask off can be that simple. When's the last time you had a conversation with your checkout girl at the grocery store or your neighbor when they were out walking their dog? Showing up can be just that simple, but it also can be as big as the badass things all of you ladies are doing. When Claudette took her mask off. She showed up and she's teaching people how to identify with their truth and how to get past their shit and grow and be better people for our entire world. You know, the ripple effect that she's having on just our East Coast area. And then think about the ripple effect she's having on the United States of people that are in her program that are also now going out and changing lives. They're removing their mask. Whitney, every day she shows up and she coaches people into being their best self and showing up. And when they're their best self and they show up, they're changing lives. And when they're changing lives, they're changing another life and then another life and then another. Kathleen, she does it in the most beautiful way of helping people transform past the deepest and darkest times of their life. She's helping them get up 
and use the tools and resources that she can share with them to grow and to get past that really difficult moment. And Catherine, just in the example that you can go from being super, super scared to live your dreams out, to making it happen, to getting the financing, to putting together the team, to opening the gym. And you know what that's going to do for people? That's going to change lives just by somebody showing up and changing their health. So the mother shows up to change her health through working out at Catherine's gym. She's changing her family's life. She's staying in shape to be well for her family, which then moves on to her children, her possibly her husband, to her community. All of this is having a huge effect. So I don't see the shame in hiding any longer. Well, when we come out of hiding too, we also inspire other people to do the same, you know, and that is how, that has an extremely power. And then, and then they get to go do the same. And then that affects other people to unmask and come out of hiding. And it is such a beautiful ripple effect. So thank you for, for that. And Sarah, um, Sarah, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Catherine, but Sarah, I want to point out to Sarah, she's just made incredible moves in her business to restructure everything, to step into the freedom and fullness of who she is as a woman in business, affecting her team, affecting her community. So, you know, it's not not just the four of us, it's all the five of us. And so I'm sure everyone listening to this has an example of when you've actually stepped out and stepped up, or you may have it, you may just be on the edge of it. And, you know, don't let fear stop you. But Sarah, what you're doing is amazing. I've been watching you do it. You've been talking about it for a year and now you're doing it. And it's brave and it's beautiful. And your business is going to just grow leaps and bounds because of it. It's already viable, but it's going to be more viable. So I just wanted to say that. Thank you. Thank you. I want to add to what Claudette just said was Sarah shows up in many ways as well. So as she gives us credit and she acknowledges all of us and I'm grateful for that acknowledgement, but Sarah, you show up and you help people find their perfect home. So they create this, this amazing and, and business that's not just home, but you, you show up in an energy that really is about embracing all the beauty that's going to come from that. So they raise their family there. There's an energy that just starts right off by creating that energy. The other energy that you provide that I, it's just not, in, it's just not how I, I serve, but you serve in a way that you just show up. You, all of a sudden there'll be a nice little gift just happen to show up in mail, in the mail, or a card will show up. And that's you, Sarah, you know, like you bring joy to people's lives just by being you. So just really appreciate you as well as all, you know, I just love being part of this group. It's so interesting. We keep talking about fear. You, you mentioned fear again, Sarah. And this morning, one of the things I channeled for the inspiration for the week for my group, Grief to Belief, was release fear, embrace love. That phrase was release fear, embrace love. And it really is about all of what we've talked about, about remove the mask, step out of the closet, leave the marriage, create your new job, step into your future one step at a time, one hour at a time. You don't have to do it all at once, but just dip your toes, just dip your toes in the water. Because as you start to do it, you start to gain confidence. You start to believe in the trust that's there. You start to realize that you are the love that 
we're here to share. Yeah. Thank you, Kathleen. Thank you so much. And it's just an honor to be here with each of you who are showing up. And we're here today to show up to share a little bit about the difference and the impact that you can make by shining your light and showing up and not hiding anymore. We'd love to hear how you've changed or made a change in your life and have stopped hiding and what your successes that were that came from that. Find us on Facebook, like our page and and comment and tell us more about how you're not hiding. Thank you for joining us today and we look forward to seeing you at our next, next episode. The Fab Five thanks you for joining us today as we assist you in moving beyond your best plans. We just ask that this week you find one way to step into your authentic self. Listen, review, and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. You can find us at beyondyourbestplan.com. See you on the other side of your best plan.